points. Chris Coleman with a monumental effort here at High Sense Arena. <laughs> this man is doing it in one of the best leagues in the world, outside the NBA. Hashtag see incredible. Hashtag see incredible. everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the NBL News Podcast. Aiden, how's it going? Good. It's been a good week of basketball. Pretty decent week. Um, a decent round. Big round. Um, but I, I think we'll get straight into it with the, the dang, dang flop. I think that was the, the talking point of the week. Um, what, when you saw that, Aiden, what was your reaction? Well, I was out. I didn't really see it until I got home, until you texted me being like, oh, check this out. I'm like, what is it? And then as soon as I saw it, I'm like, I thought we were watching a soccer video and then I was confused. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, if you didn't see it, definitely go look it up. Um, Fleek Law, head butted, dang, dang. And then he, he flopped like he was playing soccer and flopped like he was an actor or, or what, whatever you call it. But uh, cried on the ground for a bit. Um and uh, then Wilbur the Wildcat, the, the Wildcat mascot, he, he decided to to do what Dang Dang was doing, imitate him. Uh, that was quite funny. Corey was losing his mind off that. Um, but Corey made a trophy. I got someone to make a trophy for him. I reckon, it, you know, what was a bit odd is Vic Law, he literally headbutted him. Yes, I mean, Dang Dang made it look, you know, Boys like it, was. it wasn't that bad. But I reckon if Dang Dang would have stayed put, Vic Law probably would have been ejected. But because yeah. Deng Deng acted like an idiot, I think it made the refs think, oh, maybe it wasn't that bad of what Vic Law did. He ends up getting fined a thousand dollars, which is higher than the, I don't know game. how they I don't know how they work the tribunal. Everyone else gets three seventy five, but he gets one thousand dollars and no did he even get a tech foul? I think he got a tech foul, but he didn't get ejected, but he gets a thousand dollars and originally it was one game suspension, which doesn't make sense. But um he should have been ejected. You re- you reckon he should have been ejected at him with that headbutt, even well, though it the, looked horrible? Isn't a rule by its book saying you do get ejected at least without, like a flagrant foul? Or... There probably is. I reckon don't, similar... Don't try, don't try to send your domestic call. Please don't headbutt anyone. We don't, we don't want to encourage someone to tell us what the rules are. But I think it's similar in, in other sports. You'd get some sort of ejection or red card or whatever if you headbutt well, for someone. Free, you would have got automatically suspended. But I, yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't ejection as bad as as Deng Deng went around rolling on the ground and, and made it look like a, a joke, a joke. Well, maybe Deng Deng but, should have been ejected as well. <laughs> Deng Deng should have been a flop warning, double flop warning. That that well, flop yeah, deserved yeah, two warning. flop warnings. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I, I think Vic Law should have been ejected, even though it looked hilarious. It was it was a bit odd. He gets fined a thousand dollars. Um, early guilty plea that is he was originally one game suspension but um, if he got ejected I think Grizzly would win that game though that's my opinion on that if he got ejected Grizzly would win. I don't know it was, it was I think Perth kind of had it at that point I, I don't know I, I it's it's tough to say but we saw Corey Williams on overtime he, he got him he got Deng Deng his award he actually went out went to an award shop and asked for dang dang worst flopper ever or worst flop ever onto a trophy and he put it on overtime, which is is crazy. But um that's Corey Williams for you. He's got to send I mean, out I think to worst flop, to be honest. I think worst flops. I'm not gonna name any chain of fire. I mean, it was pretty bad. 
It, probably it the worst. Pretty, it was bad. No, no, I'm not saying it was bad, but I've seen worse. I have, well, we've both seen worse on, when we played together, but um, I've seen worse in, in the old. But anyway, I'm not going to shame this guy. I think it was a bit rough getting him in the ward and having to go at him. But anyway, Deng Deng's been liking the posts. He's he's been liking all the all the the posts about him flopping the the video and the the award of Corey holding well, it. He so he's he's yeah yeah he knows what he was doing. He didn't get hurt at all. Um, James Duncan knew what he was going to do. <laughs> we'll move on to a, a bit of a more serious matter. Well, not really a more serious matter, but you know, Cindy King's forty-two point loss for them against Melbourne United. That shocked me. They started 26-0. and 0. My legs were hurting standing up for that long eight and I needed to sit down. Um, I was surprised. I it, was, it was the... I think this, the record was uh, the biggest first quarter lead in NBL history in the first quarter. First six minutes, I mean, five minutes, 26-0. I, I, as a person that was working that game, I, I was like looking at the score. I'm like, oh, they caught a timing. They'll come back. They'll score a timing. I didn't score. No, they just they were making some tough shots though. Agada, Gordy, they were making some tough shots. And I think um I think we, we Melbourne we put on we didn't expect I didn't expect Melbourne to be as good as they were right now. Forty two point wins over over a team like the Sydney Kings. Mind you, the Kings still missing Jalen Adams and I think RJ Hunter. He did play in that game, but he, he's been yeah, sore the last couple of weeks. So um They've been missing a few key players of Sydney Kings, but still 42 points. I mean, I think this Melbourne team has definitely surprised me. I, I don't know. Has has this Melbourne team surprised you, Aiden? Well, it reminded me of the semi-final a few years ago. That mm, yeah. monstrous quarter. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll let you, everyone that I was working with, like, this reminds me of that game because all I remember was, I think it was, what, a 40-point run? It was like 80 to 37 or, at one point in the semi-finals. But... Credit to Sydney, they bounced back against Southeast, and they needed to. But it yeah, as I said, they got those those two wins. They bounced back, a huge win against Phoenix. I mean, they're, they're one of the best teams in the comp, Southeast Melbourne, and to to get a win against them, it's not easy. Um, and then a win really against the Jack Jumpers, Jack Jumpers just before. Um, Jack Jumpers were up by thirteen at one point. Um, uh, yeah, they were up by thirteen at one point. Kings were missing Adams and Hunter, um, and they came back one. Uh, Jarrell Martin was unreal. He he looks like an NBA player with all the with all the um COVID going. Well, he should be in the NBA right now. You look at the all the COVID COVID problems going on in the NBA. They have to sign all these G League players. Isaiah Thomas getting thirty minutes for the Lakers. I think Jarrell oh, Martin. Yeah, BJ Johnson got a call up. Even BJ Johnson got a call up. That surprises me. He was not that good in the NBA, but um. He yeah. was average. He was okay. He was. He was average. He was average, but he, he was, was nothing. You, you look at him and think, nah, he's, he's not playing NBA next season. But here we are. Well, Vic Law should be in the NBA. Well, Cam Oliver in the still in the G League. I'm surprised he's a guy that still hasn't got one. His his teammate uh, Mac McClung for the South Bay Lakers got one over him, but um, I think Cam Oliver, maybe Scotty Hobson. I don't know how good Scotty Hobson's been doing in the G League. I haven't looked um, at it yet. That's Sykes. Cam Oliver's been doing decent. Kiefer Sykes, maybe get a, a, a nice 10 day Hopefully soon. Hopefully this week. Um, Jock got caught up again, which is good. Maybe help Paddy Mills with the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets. Mind you, while yeah. we're talking about NBA, I mean, we don't normally talk about this, but how good's Jock Landau? Finally good getting job. some minutes, been, been 
saying it everywhere on Twitter and Instagram. Jock Landau needs minutes. He gets his minutes. And he, I think in the first quarter, he had eight points. Or in like first four minutes of the game, he had eight points. So he's, you know he's, he's, showing, he's showing Pop that he can play. And Pop's like, hmm, you know, we've got to give him more minutes. He seems to be the backup center for the Spurs now, which is good. Which is good to see. Um, yeah. Soon enough, he'll so be the starting he, center. Josh, you're going to go triple double? He's, he's, he's so two points off. It was it was oh, the same gosh. time as that uh, the Melbourne game on Sunday when they played the Breakers. I was looking at the stats at the same time, and he's 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 two points away, like midway through the third. Eighteen rebounds, ten assists. He had in, in like midway through the third. Why and eight Hodder points. Because he didn't play in the last quarter. Sure he, he did play in the last quarter, but not much. But not, yeah, but it's two points. Oh. In the second game, he. He had enough points. He had 19 points in that other game, and he was just a few rebounds short. So maybe next game, I think the 27s or something. When the I don't know when the fun to play, Wait, but surely next game we need the triple double. We need him to break the record. We need him to show an NBL player breaking another NBL player's record in the NBA. It'd just be remarkable. Wait, so how many rebounds did he get again? The first game. The first game he got 18 rebounds in that first game. Yeah, so like Corey said, get, get those rebounds first, and then don't worry about everything else. We didn't get 10 rebounds the second game, so he's inconsistent on the rebounds. Anyway, back to the yeah. NBL. Another big loss throughout the week. There were some, some big wins over, over the weekend, but Adelaide 36ers, well, that's, that, was, that was another shocking result. Honestly, that was more of a shocking result for me than the, the Melbourne-Sydney game. I mean, they we play against, a, a, I guess, a depleted can side. They were missing Machado, Jerich, and, and Nata didn't play. They had a very small roster, the Cairns Taipans. And they get the home win against the 36ers. They were basically at full strength except Sunday Dech, who's a pretty key part of that team. But um, what do you think went wrong in the, for the Adelaide 36ers in that game? They got demolished by Cairns. Well, I don't know about you, but that team seems like they have no communication. Mm. I feel like they're lucky something. Like, I know they won the Blitz, but like we said, the Blitz is in anyway. Um Cairns just looked really good. Well, dang, noy. Even Zimmerman and McCall obviously stepped up. McCall has been unreal. A really good addition to, to the Taipans and to the league. Um, yeah. He, he won't be in the league next season. I can't, I can't see him coming back. Another guy that should be getting an NBA deal right now. A lot of NBA players should be getting NBA deals. There are some of the guys that are getting them right now. But, um, I mean, he stepped up as a point guard. I don't think I, – I feel like he's never played – a point guard role before, and he stepped in for the Taipans, and he's he's been extraordinary as we well, saw we in that game against Adelaide. Cairns had no depth, and Cairns proved to both of us that that had depth in the weekend. Well, they they were well, using I mean, a lot of their five. They were using a lot of that that starting five: McCall, um, Noy, Dang, Zimmerman. Pinder was in there for a bit too. So um, if they can stay fit, they can be they can get some offset wins. Yeah, hopefully they can be a similar team to uh, two years ago. That what they need, if, if really, if they've got to make finals with this team, Kuyanoi needs to be consistently playing as good as he did against Thirty Sixers, as 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 well as uh, Magic Dang, who's the best player um, for the Taipans that game, I think. So, so is, so is Pinder. Pinder's got to be consistent. I know he was against his former team, but he's got to be that like little energy yeah. spike off the bench. Now, at the end of the broadcast, Adam Ford did say. Um, they asked him if they're getting a, someone to, to come into the side. And I think he was unsure. I think he said um, there's no need for someone to, to come in and, and rejiggle the whole system while we've got it, you know, just come in for a few weeks. But 
Um, do you think they still need need an input point guard to replace no. Machado? Or as much as McCall it? was good, I think they needed an input point guard. Just, just, just. They needed a guy like um the man in New Zealand. Just around, they need someone mm-hmm. I can just carry the ball as well. Just a but, couple of weeks, just to get the few wins on the board. Well, um, and but, even when Majuk Ding and all that get like, I feel like Ding and Noise Boy doesn't always hold up. But if they can hold up, then either way, I don't think there's many free agents available on the market yeah, with, with all the COVID stuff going on in the NBA and and Euroleague. So, um, I don't think there's many point guards in general available. So, um, just hope that Machado recovers quickly and. Um, Keep doing what they're doing, but yeah. not good for the 36ers. They they need something to change. Um, I, I don't know what they need to do, but they do still well. got they still got got an input up their sleeve. I mean, they started the preseason five and zero. Um, obviously, never take pre preseason for granted, but um, they didn't have an input. I just Humphreys. I think not many people are talking about Humphreys. He just hasn't been. As good Same as DJ, DJ and Humphreys have been mm. big letdown. I don't know if it's the the system Bruton's running or Humphreys still recovering from that injury last season. A few injuries last season. Um, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, well, they were yeah. all quite their bigs. Bestow wasn't. Bestow has right. been the best player for thirty sixes. One of the best players. Um, well, what a signing for him! What a signing for for the thirty sixes. But. They still got an input up their sleeve. I think they need to use that on a, on a backup point guard or a. Oh, they um, played Hiram Harris. I don't know that. I don't know Hiram played some minutes. Yeah, but, Hiram played some minutes, but oh, they, eleven they, minutes. What the? Really? Mojave King might get drafted. I'm sorry, everyone, but Mojave King. Um, we said it last week. I, yeah. He needs to step start performing as well for the Sixers side, because um, if not, they need an import. They need that thirty import. They need a Jeremy, they need a Jeremy Kendall type. Seriously, I need a guy like that just to come off the bench and get some points. That's who Kane should sign. Kane should sign Kendall. Just in there. Well, I think 36ers actually need it more. They, there's just, I feel like there's no scoring off the bench for them. There's, I feel like McCarron's given Other than Dusty time. Hannons and, and Withers and DJ here and there, there's no scoring in that 36ers team well, right Withers now. Withers is hit and miss, in my opinion. Hannons is just a three-point shooter. He's not really attacking the ring. And McCarron isn't Playing that same role he did at United because he's not carrying players that capitalize after his assist. But I, I feel like Ted Dippermine needs to start. I can't believe I'm saying it, but I think Ted needs to start along with the carry. Over who? Take on one of the bigs off. Like, we was a. Go small ball. Yeah, go small ball. Yeah. Play Withers at the at the four. I think they need Sunday Ditch back, but still, he's not going to be a scoring punch. Um. Yeah, I don't know. They need another scorer. They're just in a really dark place right now. It was one game. We move on, but, you know. We'll, we'll th- a 20-30 point loss to the Taipans without some most of their players is, is not a good win. Not a good good way to lose. Um, round 7-9. Round 7-9 fixtures were released this morning. Um, yeah, Phoenix get a game in, in Gippsland, which is... Bit odd. I never heard of this stadium before. It's a good new stadium, I've heard. It's, it's okay. It's Similar to the State Basketball Center, I guess. No, I think it's more circular and bigger. Well, really? I don't know about bigger, but I think from what I've heard, they played preseason there two years ago, but I don't think it was designed mm. to. I don't know. Okay. What I've heard is it's pretty good. 
Yeah. We're looking at the fixture. No home games for Melbourne United in January. No home games for Perth. No home games for the Breakers. And only limited home games for the Phoenix. They play uh, at State Basketball Centre and Gippsland twice. Two home games there. So, Jack Jumpers get a lot of home games. That means they get five home games from round seven to nine, which is which is crazy. And six games, they play another away game there, um, New Zealand, Tassie, and that's yet to be decided, but looking likely it'll be in Tassie again because um, where well, else are they going to play? No one. Who knows? It will be, it's, it's, it's a month away. We'll, who knows? Who knows? It won't be state, but I, I don't think it will be in New Zealand. It won't be in Mini. <laughs> well, yes, Melbourne doesn't have any home games since it's going to open. So don't complain about it. And they didn't get to deal with the Pindigo government. I think that's also why they're not playing there. But I think it's good for the Jack Jumpers after. I think they need those home games to get going. And we'll make the league well, more they're competitive. Going to be doing the home games. They're going to try to get home games early this season and then they have to go in the Like Southeast did in their first season when they had like eight home games. Yeah, well, we'll see a lot of home games in New Zealand, Perth, and, and Melbourne to, to finish off oh. the season. So there's no Australia Day or Invasion Day, whatever you want to call it. Oh, yeah. On, on the 26th of January. Hmm. I thought it would be a game, to be perfectly honest. No, it's not either. On a Wednesday. Mm. There's, there's an Australia Day slash Invasion Day Eve game, which is South East Gibson, which I don't know if I'm going down. But. Yeah. Anyway, hot take of the week. Hot take of the week. Cool. I love this you segment. My segment, after watching that Jack Jumpers Sydney game just then, I've got a hot take. Savior Cooks will win Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, over Taji McCall. Savior Cooks, he was unreal in the post. Um, stopped Magne, um, stopped a few guys under, under the rim. For a guy like Yo, Pallibur, got, got a few blocks. Him, yeah. He got about four blocks, huge blocks that game. Um, but he, he was good. Maybe maybe not win it, but I think he'll be top three. He's top, top three best defensive players in the league say, right now. On the game against Melbourne United, he didn't show his defense really well. But anyway, we move on. Okay. Tahir McCall to get more skills than the whole Adelaide team combined. Like average... Per game or no, like the total? Whole, the whole team, the whole total steals by the end of the season. Total steals. LA will have less steals than Tahir McCall. Jeez. That's, that's a hot take, isn't it? That That is a hot take. That's more than a hot take. That's, that's, that would be a crazy stat. Come on, one McCall, guy having, having more steals than a whole team in one year. That, that's well, absurd. Okay. But... <laughs> if Sunday deck isn't fit for a while, he's going to do it. You know, what's he averaging steals per game right now? Do you know? Let me look at the stats. I haven't <laughs> the averaging stuff. Uh, wait a second. He's averaging. Where's he? How is he not in the top three? That's something's wrong with this. This is says two. I don't think this has been updated. It's saying Tarhaver is averaging more than it. That's um. I think I think they they miscalculate a lot of stats uh throughout yeah, the game. But we we know we know he's got more steals than what he's averaging. Well, he's got five. So I I feel like it, your hot takes. The biggest hot take in, I've ever heard. He's six, two steals per game. So, I, I doubt Okay, happens, fine. Warning. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll average more than LA. I won't. Okay, I'll go to average. I won't say. Per game, per game. That sounds more, a little bit more. That sounds more reasonable. That's not, that's not more. That's like, I'll, I'll go reasonable. 
I'm right, surprised Tyler Harvey's Harvey's leaning it though. Three point two. I feel like he is now because Cleveland's now not as defense. Oh, he's a run defense. He's he's third, two point eight. Cleveland. Oh jeez, look at Bryce Collins up there too. Oh, I didn't think that. Uh, let's look at the turnovers. He's averaging more turnovers than the game. Jalen is well, only off one game. Lions averaging four. McCourt's averaging four. Jeez, look at the foul count, Vic, Vic Law and Vic Price calling the leading the way with that. That's, um, that's an interesting one. So you think McCall will, will wherever average steals? Average not, 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 no. not in total. I'll, and mine I'll be, I'll be, is, is Cooks. I think he'll go top three. I'm, maybe not win defense, but but he'll be a top three. Top three candidate. No, I can see that. I can see that, man. I can, I can see that. When you said winning, I was like, oh, that's a that's a huge, that's like my hot take just before. <laughs> anyway, quick five, five river questions, stole it off over time. Let's get it going. And I've got a good few this week. Um, should the N- should the NBL return to forty eight minute quarters? No. Like that answer. Yeah, I want to explain this. And um, do Tassie need to make a roster change? Yes. Is Vic Law and Bryce Cotton the best duo in the league? Yes. You already asked this like last week. I didn't ask Law and Cotton. You know, I feel like you asked the only one. Should a team sign Mango Mathiang when he is fully healthy and ready to go? No. I'll explain that later. Are Cairns the real deal? Can I explain on this show? Sorry? Can I explain on this show? Go. No. Because we haven't seen him with a fit Machado and a fit and how kisses do they? They're like ill or lost season. They're not really kissing. So I want to see. So no. Full... It's, it's just no. You... Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like uh, that. Re- 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 the 48 minute. 48 minute clause. The reason I like watching NBL games more than NBA, it's quicker. It's the timeouts don't take as long. Um, not as many ads as well during the timeouts. Today they stuffed up. The, I don't think there was a single ad throughout the game. They stuffed up the whole broadcasting at ESPN. I, I don't know what they were doing. But, um, yeah, I, that's why I, I like watching NBL more. It's, it, As a worker, it's just I can sit down and, and watch it for the whole game, NBA. It's 12-minute quarters. And the reviews you know. go quicker in our, our system as well. Not like, um, also, I feel like going to a, a game as well, I feel like, you know, 48-minute game, I'd, I'd lose a bit of interest. You know, well, if you, okay, put it this way, Evan. If there was an 8 30 game in Melbourne, Melbourne plays Southeast, and it was 48 mm-hmm. minutes long, the game would be done what 11 exactly. 11, yeah, you got to think about that. Transport too. for me is shite nightmare because it, it doesn't matter for the NBA, like they, they don't care about attendances, they're always got to get they don't care about know. schools. Well, no, yeah, they, yeah, they, they play every stadium. night, they play, you know, they still get match, massive attendances. As well. So, yeah, it doesn't matter. NBL, I've already guessed no for you, yeah, it's a no, but. They need to get fans in and, you know, kids need to go to sleep early and et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. It's, it's, it just would not work here. It, it, obviously, they've had it in the past. They had it for ages. And I think it was a great move back then. One of the best things they did. They did. The only good thing they did um, in the late 2000s at the NBL, the only good thing um, while that league was horrendous. But, um, yeah, 40 minutes. <laughs> I think it's much better, much better to watch. If they're doing an also game, I can watch it for 48 minutes. That, that's fine. But I think it's the same with Olympics as well. 
the Olympics. Well, yeah, so we're not we're not American rules. We're FIBA, exactly. Yeah. Um. What else will we really stand on? What was your second question? Mango Mathiang. I, I want to know why you said no to that. I just feel like he needs. I know when you say we're fitting healthy, but he needs to get his like he needs to go like I reckon NBA one and get his body right. I know what you're thinking. It's probably yeah, yeah. He has missed two seasons. He has missed two seasons. I he didn't play NBA last year. Just goes. I reckon NBA one, like maybe like like towards the end of the season, or maybe just season. train with a team. Train with oh, yeah, South Melbourne no, he, or he, Melbourne United. I can see him train at United or Phoenix because because he's, he's in Melbourne right now. Yeah, and he didn't. He did, was United before he went to Europe last year with Jock. He came before Jock actually. Wasn't I feel like it would be a huge addition to any team though if he is fully healthy. If People forget this Mango Mathiang, he's in Australia right now. He played in the NBA. He's 29 right now. And in the last, the 19-20 season, I think he played Euro Cup and he averaged a double-double in Europe or in the German league, which is pretty tough to do in European competition. So um, he'd be a huge addition to any side. I think he was going to play for a Euro League team this season, but obviously not fit. Yeah, he he opted in his contract from Marseille. Yeah, so... Injured still. He's a, good he's a great player. He's got. You'd, so you'd, much- be, you'd be huge on any team. He'd be a really good big, really good he'd local be like big. Better right now in their life. He'd be yeah. putting in those bench minutes that they need. So I hope a team invests in him, like starts training him. You know. Well, United should start training. Him. United have the best conditioning stuff, in my opinion. Well, one of the best because you know Jack White's backfiring. But if you're a team like Cairns and Tassie. You should be saying to him, "You're in Australia right now. Why don't you come up for a couple of oh, days or you even asked a couple me about of weeks?" Too. You asked about should Tassie make changes? Yeah, well, as I said, they they they're missing in that that big department. I think I think they're lacking there. So I think I Tassie, they should say, "Hey, Mango, come come down to Tassie for a couple of days or a couple of weeks. Um, train with us, you know, um, get some conditioning with with our group, and um, we'll go from there." I mean, oh, I why wouldn't you do I, that? I would why wouldn't say, you would try and try and do that? If you're a team like Kanta Tazzy, do that with Mango Mathiang, even Formaker, invite, invite Formaker to a training session if you're one of those teams, even though he may not come down. Um, Formaker won't come down unless Anthony Bates with him. He's getting behind the Cindy Kings tonight on Twitter, so maybe he's, he's joining the rest of his family with Jordan Hunter out for Hunter. the season. Who knows? Um, no, I'll finish up soon, though. My Tassie change was um cut their next off, but anyway. Well, he's, he's been injured, so give him some minutes. I think actually give him some minutes. It's, it's like Mojave King last last season. What happened to Tom Dibu? He's been doing all right. He's been doing all right. He's been all right. Okay, because I know he was smashing the blitz. He was doing really well. Yeah, he's he's just he's under a pretty pretty good roster for the bullets, I'd say. Yeah, so it's hard to get hard to break through some minutes. Um, but yeah, should we quickly go through some fantasy and then, yes, uh, we should. then we'll finish off, but, um, we're both we looking should. good. I'm 115th right now. Overall, you're, um, what are you ranked? I am 47. 47. We're both, like we're both doing pretty good. We're both doing pretty good. I'm happy with it. Um, obviously it was, I don't know why tonight's game on a Wednesday was, um, was a why round, was the last round's game. Makes no it sense, but anyway. Um, happy with I'm the results. I'm not telling my trades. Need to trade Magne. I'm not. I'm not happy with Magne. He he has not been performing as well as I'd like. But um, it's it's hard. It's hard to trade him when you see Tazzy the new fixture up. You know, eyes lit up, and you see Tazzy play eight times in the uh, round six to round nine. So who knows? But 
that will do for another episode of the NBL News Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, everyone. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.